Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Last week, we saw a huge pro-Israel gathering in Washington, D.C., Some family members of the hundreds of men, women, and children Israel says have been taken hostage by Hamas address the crowd. My name is Orna Nutra, and I am Omer's mom. Orna Nutra was one of them. She says it's important for people to keep saying her son Omer's name so that he isn't just a memory. There is power in speaking Omer's name, posting his picture, and keeping his story in the public eye, calling your representatives every single day. Meanwhile, in Israel, some families met with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's war cabinet today. They have been furious with what they see as government inaction. They also hit the streets last week, marching from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. More than six weeks after the deadly Hamas terror attack, Only a handful of Israelis have been released alive. And in recent days, Israeli forces say they've recovered the bodies of two more. So where do things stand on getting the rest out of Gaza? The sense from our conversations is that they are quite close in terms of the terms, but how that is actually implemented is quite complicated. Today, a behind the scenes look at the furious negotiations to free the hostages. From CNN, This is Tug of War. I'm David Rhine. Alex Marquardt is CNN's chief national security correspondent. He's sourced up at the Pentagon and the State Department in Washington. And ever since the war broke out, he has been working the phones, trying to figure out what is going on behind the diplomatic scenes. I caught up with him on Monday. Alex, for weeks we've heard whispers of a possible deal to release more hostages that are being held by Hamas. But as of today, Monday the 20th at around 11 in the morning, where do those negotiations stand? They're probably as close as they have ever been uh, since Israel's ground incursions started. Uh, We haven't seen uh, a release of any hostages for quite some time. So far, just four have been released to Israeli women, to American women. That was towards the beginning of the conflict. But this is something that the side's been working on feverishly for the last few weeks, uh, primarily moderated, mediated rather, by Qatar, which has a relationship with Hamas. Um, and uh, can act as a go-between with Israel and the United States. So a lot of those conversations have been taking place in Doha. And joining me now is the U.S. Deputy National Security Advisor, John Feiner. John, thanks for joining us. So what is the state of negotiations as of this morning? Is there a deal imminent? Thanks, Jake. So I think you heard... And uh, the the White House has publicly expressed optimism for where things stand right now. There are areas of difference uh, and disagreement that have been narrowed, uh, if not uh, closed out entirely, but that uh, the mantra that nothing is agreed until everything is agreed uh, certainly applies here. To such but a our cautioning that 
essentially that in, until we see the hostages go free, that, that, that nothing is a done deal. We do understand that it's mm. extremely fluid. You have to keep in mind that fighting is, is going on at the same time. So we have what we believe to be the contours of an agreement that would release a, a large chunk or would see a, a large chunk of the hostages released, but by no means uh, all of the around 240 who are being held in Gaza. So what are the contours? Like, what would this look like? Well, from the outset, Israel has said that they would not stop fighting. They would not agree to a pause unless a large group was released. They didn't want to see this slow trickle of releases like we saw. The one by one kind of thing. Exactly. And and so what we've been talking about are dozens or scores generally. And, And we got a sense over the weekend of some more specifics. And there is still daylight between what Israel is asking and what Hamas is willing to do. So on the on the Hamas side, we understand that they're willing to release around 50 hostages mm. over a four or five day period when when the fighting would stop temporarily, a pause versus a ceasefire. Mm. We have reported that Hamas would be willing to release more than the 50 if that initial tranche went well, if the, those pauses worked. On the other side, Israel of course, would like to see all of the hostages out. But in, in this uh, latest draft of an agreement, we understand from multiple sources that the Israelis have asked for around 100 uh, hostages to be released. The conversation is centered really around civilians, women and children in particular. And th- there is a question of whether uh, Hamas is also asking and, and would get Palestinian prisoners who are also being held mm. in Israeli Like prisons. a true exchange. It would be an exchange. Uh, we don't know if it would be exactly a one-for-one exchange. This is something that has come up in the conversations, this notion that both sides would be releasing people that they're holding. Um, Hamas has also sig- asked for a, a significant amount of aid to be allowed into into Gaza. Mm-hmm. I was told over the weekend that the, the latest request by Hamas was around 500 trucks per day. That likely won't happen. The difficulty there is not just the Israeli fear over weapons getting in or Hamas stealing fuel or that kind of thing, but the mechanism still needs to be figured out, the implementation, because Israel does want oversight of what is going into the Gaza Strip. And so just the inspection of hundreds of trucks Mm. takes a long time and it really constrains the amount of aid that can go in. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Tug of War and my conversation with CNN's Alex Marquardt. Can you talk me through the pause aspect here in terms of the fighting? Because 
We've heard from President Biden that a ceasefire would only benefit Hamas, and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is also opposed. So, like, what's the difference between the pause or a ceasefire? There's a very big difference, and and it's really important that, that people understand that. So when we talk about a pause, whether it's a humanitarian pause or a pause for, for the hostage release, it is temporary. It is something that we're seeing right now happens for several hours uh, mm. per day. Uh, the Israelis are, are pausing in certain areas to allow uh, Gazans to leave their neighborhood and, and generally go south. Um, the hostage pause, we think, would be over the course of several days. That That essentially means that the fighting would stop during the course of those several days. A ceasefire is very different. Uh, a ceasefire is much more permanent. And, and right now, you have much of the world, much of the Middle East, the Arab world, uh, and others calling for a ceasefire, which is basically calling for the end of the conflict. While that is something that is being rejected absolutely by Israel and by the United States. Uh, the argument against a ceasefire right now is that if you stop the fighting, then Hamas is still essentially in control, that they haven't been completely dismantled yet. And so mm -hmm. that's the argument that, that Israel has to, to continue fighting. One interesting little thing that we reported last week was as part of these negotiations, as part of a pause, Hamas has also asked that drones stop flying over Gaza oh. uh, during those periods. And those drones are critical for Israel to be able to continue to monitor Hamas and to try to find where these hostages are. What happened the last two times during the releases of, of, of the two women each time was that they were handed over to the Red Cross inside Gaza. They were then taken to the border and, and handed over to the Egyptians and, and to the Israelis. It's unclear whether if these 50 were to be released, and again, Israel is asking for more, whether they would come out altogether or whether they would come out, and this is more likely, over the course of several days. So you would mm. see uh, groups of 10 to 15 over the course of four or five days. So just a lot of logistical challenges at this point. The implementation, David, is is really across the board, probably the most complicated thing. I think from, from the sense from our conversations is that they are quite close in terms of the terms, but how that is actually implemented is quite complicated. Mm. On the domestic front, we've seen Biden's poll numbers really take a hit as this war has gone on. And, you know, people on the left are really angry with how he's handled this as the Palestinian death toll in Gaza continues to rise. So would a short pause like this be enough to right the ship? Or is that negative feeling around the administration just kind of baked in at this point? I don't think it would be enough to write the ship because the sense is after a pause, the fighting would continue. Um, it, it is possible that the fighting doesn't continue with the same intensity that we've seen so far. In fact, there has been a drop-off in the intensity, a drop-off in the number of airstrikes that we've seen. But of course, the battles are still raging inside Gaza. So the, the sense is after a pause of four or five days that Israel could essentially pick up where it left off. Mr. President, if oh you my care God. about Jewish Meanwhile, you have growing calls, not just from uh, Democrats, progressives, young people here in the United States, but all around the world for a ceasefire. I truly believe this in my heart. Americans want a ceasefire. They want it to stop. President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. And I should caution that I'm not a political reporter, but without question, that is going to have and we are seeing an impact on President Biden, that he is getting all kinds of criticism from his left flank, uh, not just on, on from a growing number of Democrats on Capitol Hill, but within the Biden administration. We've also reported on 
staffers across agencies within the White House who are extraordinarily opposed to the level of support that the U.S. is is giving to Israel. I spoke with a senior administration official who told me there is, quote, great moral anxiety over the U.S. support for Israel, in particular the, the, the military support, and that but this is something that they can't necessarily voice because they believe, this official told me, uh, that President Joe Biden is all in. Mm, they have to toe the party line, so to speak. Uh, Alex, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, David. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas, Dan DeZula is our technical director, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dianora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andrews, Nicole Passeru, and Lisa Namoro. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson, Catherine Grice, Adam Levine, and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Wednesday with another update. Talk to you then. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.